Hello, everybody. Welcome to an episode of um, Get the Flick Out of Here. Uh, I say an episode. Who knows? Episode 21. Can't do it because we're not going to show feet. So we're not. We're, yeah, there you go. 2 1. There you go. Fantastic. Um, <clears throat> I'm under the weather, uh, but I'm going to push through because I'm a professional. Um, uh, but yeah, we. Uh, yeah, and also it's it's perfect timing uh, because uh, I feel like death. So uh, you do. I, we, I, I, I will be a corpse talking about a movie with a corpse, and hopefully I will be as funny as the corpse in this movie. Um, but I'll be able to talk. A corpse? Uh, 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 that's like corpse. the living dead? Boy, that sure reminds me of a flick that I once saw this week, especially. Yep. Uh, <laughs> So uh, yes, um, uh, I I was I, I the case said what are we watching this week? I said well it's too it's it's not quite yet time for Schlocktober, and the the episode of the floor is lava that we're supposed to watch doesn't come out until the thirtieth. So uh, how about weekend at Bernie's? Um, I didn't know at the time I was going to be really sick, so I wasn't like being clever about it. However, I will say that everything I remembered about Weekend at Bernie's that made me go, let's watch this. This is this will be crazy. Actually happened in Weekend at Bernie's 2. So what did we do? <laughs> we watched Weekend at Bernie's 2 as well as Weekend at Bernie's 1. Uh, and we're going to talk about yeah, we did. the overall picture of the this franchise. Um, uh, the, the, um, the, the movie uh, starts, the first one, um, it's 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 very funny to me how uh, they're actually trying to make a good picture. Like that's the thing about it is so funny is they don't like, it's like they, they really tried. Doing. The um the the first scene is introducing us to Jonathan Silverman who is Richard yes. and uh, Andrew McCarthy from Mannequin uh, who is um uh, who is Larry and they are two young underlings uh working at an insurance firm in new york and they are going into work on sundays because that's what you do when you're the underlings you put in the extra hours to get noticed um but they are in the fraud prevention team or whatever and they're trying to figure out what's wrong why, why are the books all wrong what's going on here um but the thing of it is is that this is a, that's seen by itself but they, the, the filmmaker, and I can't remember the guy's name, and I'm not going to look it up right now, um, uh, decided to set the whole thing during a crazy late August heat wave in New York City. So there's a whole bunch of um, little details um, that help you, uh, that make it feel like an actual time and place as opposed to just like a random occurrence. Um, and when they finally get to the office, they've been walking because neither of them have cars, They've been walking for a long time, past like kids playing in fire hydrants or whatever. Um, when they finally get to the building, it's it's revealed that the people who run it are too cheap to pay for air conditioning on the weekend, so it's super hot in the building. And uh, and Larry says, "Let's go to the beach." Well, look at these numbers on the on the beach, and, and Richie says, "No." And then uh, Larry takes the printout numbers and runs away with them. Uh, and and Richie has no choice but to follow them. The next time we see them, they're seated, they're seating uh, in these chairs, but they're not at the beach. They're on the roof 
of some building. Um, and it's so hot on the roof that all the tar on the top of the building in uh, in Manhattan has melted. And there's also like an, a little tiny, tiny, tiny inflated kids pool. Um, and it's it's taking these two young, very talented comedic actors and throwing a situation at them almost as though it is an improv experiment. And it's like, okay, now play the whole thing. Uh, play this, play the scene. We're not going to add any lines about it, but play the whole scene. Uh, with 115 degrees out, and you're on top of an apartment building, and the tar is melting, and uh, and and now go. And they knocked it out of the park. Honestly, I was like, well, see, these are two very very talented individuals. It's this is all going to work perfectly, I think. Um, the thing of it is, is that um. That's uh, they didn't do much of that for the rest of the movie, and I was like, okay, well, Jeez. you could you find a way to like specify some fun stuff and, and help us kind of get to know who these people are, uh, through that. And it was almost like an acting exercise, um, but they didn't do that for the rest of it, which is kind of odd. Um, but they anyway, they find the problem, which is that somebody paid out a life insurance claim four different times for $500,000 each, the same claim. Oh, that somebody made a big mistake. Um, I, maybe it was just a computer error. Um, but but we got now we're going to take this to our boss. Their boss is Bernie Lomax. Bernie Lomax is um, he's fairly high up the food chain, but he's not like the president of the company or anything. Uh, but he is uh, just riddled with a coke addiction, and. <laughs> Uh, a ladies' man and um, a, a, a smarmy uh, asshole type, um, uh, and we we get to see well, him. Well, streety vibe, but not like very serious much. or intense. Very much, yeah, um, very much so. Anyway, um, we see him at one point when he's out with all these different ladies or whatever, and um, uh, so they go and they they present him with the findings and he's immediately suspicious. I mean, like I'm saying like he's sus. He's not really suspicious of what's happening, but you can tell like, mm, I think you might be the one who might be doing this Bernie. But of course, Andrew McCarthy on. and Jonathan Silverman are idiots and uh, they're different <laughs> kinds of idiots, but they're both idiots. So they don't, they don't pick up on it. Um, he says dreamboat Greg Geraldo, by the way, this era. Yeah. What a hawk. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, like, he's um, a he's a good looking like insurance lackey guy for sure. Oh, like yeah. well cast yeah. in this, I would say. Yes, it's perfect. Larry, I could take um, relief. Kind of have a dweeb. There, well, yeah, but that's this whole point. I mean, but by the way, yes. Larry is the one who really keeps complaining about the heat. However, Larry is wearing what appears to be a very baggy sweatshirt under a Hawaiian shirt, and I would say remove the inner layer, friend. If there you're if you're so hot. That he never actually does. He wears baggy sweatshirts literally through the entire film, and it does feel odd. Um, but there is uh, Gwen, I think, who is uh, an intern, a uh, college intern. I guess I, I, I'm putting these guys' ages at below 25 simply because I need the, the it needed to not be weird that <laughs> the Jonathan Silverman is really wants to bang the college student. I, I need her to be like, it's her senior year. Um, she's going into her senior year. 
So she's 21 tops. Um, and I need him to not be 30. I just I just yeah. need that for me, just 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 because. Um which also isn't like crazy to think because they're like a little lower on the totem pole. And if she has right. a job at a reputable place, like we can we can fill sure. those details without stretching too hard, I think. Absolutely. <laughs> um uh but anyway, he really, really, really wants to have sex with the college intern. Um, and he makes fool of himself over and over again. At one point, he's like, I have an aunt who was very sick, uh, which is a total lie. He doesn't. But somehow she finds him charming and agrees to go on a date with him. Um, and they go to a hole in the wall, like a uh, combination Jewish food and Chinese food place. Um, and they were like, well, I mean, we could go back and hang out at, 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 my, at my apartment, but I have five roommates. Let's go hang out at, at your place. And of course, he lives with his parents. Um, so he's like, yeah, that'll work. Um, and there's, it's a, it's a weird thing because the movie doesn't get going until there's a corpse to be funny with. Um, but in this beginning, we're trying to like present Jonathan Silverman as this every man kind of nebbishy fool and, uh, and this girl that he's got the hots for. So they go back to his place and they're going to make out on the couch. Um, she's very concerned. Like, he says, it's so cool. It's very retro. How, like, 1960s all the decor is, you know, because his, his parents' apartment. Um, and then, And then his dad, in his boxers and uh, an undershirt, walks in to get a, uh, a drink of uh, something out of the refrigerator. And, um, and he says, oh, shh, that's my butler. You have a butler? Yeah, well, you know, he, he's a veteran. I, I, I feel bad for him. Whatever. And, and, uh, he's like, so he, he, uh, the dad notices him. He's like, oh, I didn't realize you had company. I must go back to bed. And Jonathan Silverman could have left it there. But he says, ah, yes, Jeeves, would you please lay out my nice blue suit for me tomorrow? And the dad goes, I, I'm going to lay out, I'm going to lay you out if you don't, you know, lay out. And, uh, and so that gets her suspicious. If he had just, let her let the guy back to bed it would have been fine he seemed like a very understanding dad you got a lady friend over in the living room i'll make myself scarce but then jonathan silverman had to push it by referring to his father as Jeeves or whatever ruined the whole thing there's um, a lot of in but, general them creating obstacles like them getting yes. in their own way simply by being who they are which is relatable well it, it is um but uh, they, uh, anyway, the next day is where they are, um, um, anyway, no, they've talked to Bernie Lomax and he says, why don't you guys, it's Labor Day weekend, come out to my beach house out in the Hamptons. Um, you can only take a ferry there, so I'll, I'll get you guys a ferry schedule, you'll show up. We'll we'll work together. We'll have a big party. We'll figure everything together. It'll be awesome. The long weekend. Um, and so they go out uh, to there. But the thing is, we also see Bernie Lomax go to the mob, a guy named Vito, and say, I need you to have these two guys killed. And um, we also see that Vito's girlfriend is playing footsie with Bernie's crotch uh, out of the table. Um, 
And when Bernie gets up to leave, uh, and the girl also goes to powder her nose, um, the veto turns to his it. associates and says, uh, have Bernie killed. What about the other, what the other two guys? Uh, no, no, no. Kill Bernie. Um, he's, he's getting sloppy. Also, he's having sex with my girlfriend. So, uh, so no, no fool, this veto. He knows what's, he knows what's up. Um, but they, they give, because also they say, listen, Bernie, this is not how we do things anymore. We're legitimate businessmen now. It's all mergers and acquisitions. Um, so they have a guy, Polly, who's the hitman, who says, I think I, maybe I'm not too rusty. I'll think I'll remember like falling off a bike, he says, or something like that. Um, and, uh. So they're going to send him out there to kill um, kill Lomax. Lomax is at the beach house, and Polly shows up. He knows Polly. He says, what are you doing here? I'm not supposed to be here when you kill them. But he said, it'll be a murder-suicide pact. We'll make it look like that. Um, so he injects Bernie with a lethal, lethal dosage of whatever, and Bernie immediately dies. And then he plants the drugs on him, and he leaves. Um and uh, then uh, John Silverman and um, uh, Andrew McCarthy show up, Larry and Dred Ritchie, to find dead body. And they think they might I call do just want to say. Yeah. Like, up to this point, we got some really fun tropes that were in the early days of these tropes of, like, yeah. the dad being home with the girl in the room stuff and the, like... Mm -hmm. Playing footsie under the table in a sexual way with your mob guy yeah. is like very tropey, but like early in the days of these tropes, I feel like. So, like, I can, and perfectly suitably done. So, I can right. forgive those tropes because I was like, I feel like these were kind of in the age of establishing these tropes. So, I'll take them. Right. <laughs> yes. Um, yes. Also, Bernie, I want to point out. He dies instantly. Yeah. <laughs> with a smirk on his face because the drugs are really good, you understand. So yeah. <laughs> um, I want to point out also Terry Terry Kaiser, who plays uh, Bernie, um, classically trained, like in the actor studio, character actor. Um, and so all the stuff that he does physically across this and the second movie is all masterful stuff. Like playing playing a corpse where you can't really move but every time you're supposed to move, like your 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 head is pushed this way, and he just like this, you know, and he just gives a little smirk on his face or whatever. Rigor mortis never sets in, by the way. You can't you no. can't think too hard about the whole physio physiological things of death because then you'll be here forever. But Terry Kaiser did play a very important role in a movie that you have watched for this channel. Terry Kaiser, Bernie Lomax was also. Count Spretzel from Mannequin 2. Same casting agent with Mannequin in this movie, I feel like. Because also Agent McCarthy, right? So yeah, yeah. yeah. My goodness. Um he was but anyway, Count Spretzel. I did not he was Count Spretzel. know that. Count Spretzel. Uh Count Spretzel happens, of course. Um, the Mannequin 2 takes place between Weekend at Bernie's one and Weekend at Bernie's Two. So he was just riding high on the whole oh. you know, um, Character, character actor thing in the situation. Yep, so good. Um, so they find him, and they think they might call the police, but they don't want it to look like they did it, you know? Um, 
They do not suspect foul play yet in any way. However, Bernie's house is this modern mansion where like the whole inside of the house is a damn warehouse, but there's like spiral staircases and like catwalks and one of those fireplaces that you can see through to the other side and all this stuff. It's amazing. I love how they walk in there and they go, my God, what do you think this place go for? A million six, a million seven? Like that's like a four bedroom house on the coast. Like it's just, this is not like yeah. what, what, what real estate prices are. That is a $40 million house today. Like it's crazy. Yes. It um, um, they, um, they were going to call the cops, but there is a rolling a roving party that just goes through the Hamptons all the time, apparently. And they come by Bernie's because Bernie's is the place that has all the liquor and everything in the pool and everything. So it's all these scantily clad, barely legal women and these um, these up their own ass artsy fartsy types and a bunch of yuppies and business executives uh the the like the guy who is the is the art crit critic for the new york times is there um all these things and what it is is that he's sitting there burning a dead body sitting propped up on the couch and hundreds of people walk by and go hi bernie whatever and people actually having conversations with him like this guy who really wants to buy his porsche Who's a, who's a tennis instructor. And none of these people recognize for a second that something might be up and wrong with Bernie. So it is a, uh, honestly, I don't know if it's intended to be this, but it is a biting commentary on the me generation. The, in the 80s where nobody gave a shit about anybody but themselves. The, uh, like it, it's, it is a perfect um, parody of that kind of... Um, um, mindset. I don't know if they intended it to be, but it surely was one. Um, guess who's at the party, though? Gwen. It turns out her parents have a place on the island, and she knows Bernie because her parents know Bernie, so she wanted to come by and say thank you for my internship that he got her, but Jonathan Silverman won't let that happen. Um, so she's very upset that he lied to her about his parents. But not upset enough to not be charmed by his weird nebbishy charm, um, and uh, and so they go walking on the beach. Then they go up to a lighthouse, and he uh, he looks at the lighthouse too close and falls through the trapdoor and down a flight of stairs. But he's fine. It's all very odd. At the same time, Andrew McCarthy is just trying to get laid by literally anything at this party. By the time Jonathan Silverman gets back. Everyone is left, um, and he just wants to sleep. But uh, Andrew McCarthy just wants to keep partying because that's who he is. Uh, there's a, a point later where Andrew McCarthy has rigged up a pulley system to make Bernie wave at things um, out on the out on the out on the lanai, out on the um, the porch by the pool. Um, and I don't know, like we'll call the cops eventually. We're having too much fun. Hanging out, drinking Bertie's liquor, and partying with 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 uh, buxom coeds, um, and then, uh, when is this? 
at some point, the Vito's girlfriend, also Bernie's girlfriend, shows up to kill Bernie because she thinks he's there with another woman. So she goes into the bedroom and she's like, oh, this is going to be great. Well, because she's threatening to stab Jonathan Silverman and, and, and Andrew McCarthy. So like she's gone crazy. Let's let her go up to the bedroom. She'll find out he's dead. And she'll call the cops and we're off the hook. Perfect. So she goes up there and has sex with a dead body. That is heavily implied. She's up there for 15 minutes. She comes by, back down the stairs, all disheveled and smokes a cigarette. And I'm like, listen, I understand that there can be some stiffness in a corpse uh, after they are gone. <laughs> um, however, you took that the, blue chew, the, man. the, the, the body temperature might have been a clue, I, I would think. Um, and like, the, I don't know. you know, not moving. It's pretty boring sex. Andrew McCarthy, Andrew McCarthy says, um, when I, Andrew McCarthy says, when I don't move during sex, I get yelled at. Um, which is a, which is an interesting <laughs> point that he says there, because later in the second movie, we'll find out why he's lying about that. But anyway, um, <laughs> the, the hitman gets called to come back and kill Bernie because, Obviously, Bernie must still be alive. Otherwise, the girlfriend would... Oh, because another guy who works for the mob guy checks up on things. Finds out Bernie must still be alive because the, the mob mole is up there. The gangster mole is up there. So she must be. Um, so they bring back Pauly again. Pauly always likes to wear outfits. To, he's a, he's, a, he's a He was yes. a, a priest at one point. And he was a, a, a ship boat captain. And um, he comes by. He's going to kill uh, Bernie again. He ends up strangling the corpse when the corpse somehow falls off the balcony onto the floor below. And he says, okay, that's it. I strangled the corpse. I'm good. I can leave now. And then there's a kid who buries the corpse in the sand. And that kid is he's just a, a monster. I don't like that kid. Um, but eventually, somehow no, I forget. Um, Jonathan Silverman and Andrew McCarthy become aware that um, the, they, they believe that the, uh, the, there's a hitman who's on their way to kill them. Oh, they listen to an um, answering machine message that just describes the whole thing. Uh, answering machine. They find, they, yeah, remember those? So, oh, what a wonderful plot device. So they, 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 <laughs> yep. Um, but they also find the, the note that was supposed to be planted on their bodies. And it says that they um, they embezzled the two million dollars to pay for Larry's sex change operation because they were illicit lovers, and of course, it being nineteen eighty nine, the biggest problem that Larry has with this is that that people would think he was uh, he says a drag queen, which is not at all what a sex change operation uh, is. But it's not it's the ladies it's the late eighties. Nobody knows what the hell they're talking about. Um, but he's very upset by that. So. All right, fine. Um, you get a pass. It's the late eighties, whatever. Um, but they um, have to figure out a way for the authorities to be under, to be notified. But what if they get um, caught up in all this? Polly comes back a third time and um, and and shoots the corpse of Bertie 
and then there's a chase scene, and he gets like and Larry, by the way, does a fantastic job. Wraps him up in in telephone wire. Um, the cops eventually show up. Uh, they arrest Polly, who believes that um, somehow Bernie is immortal and cannot be killed, and he's gone insane. They they take him away in a in a in a, in a straitjacket, mock him in a rubber room. Um, everything works out great. Like Gwen, who was also menaced by the uh, 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 psycho killer, she and uh, uh, Jonathan Silverman are obviously a match made in heaven. And he's going to go and stay of uh, uh, at, at her at her place, at the parents' place on the island, until she has to go back to school. Larry's just going to hang out at, at Bernie's beach house because that's not a scene of a crime multiple crimes and the police are just gonna let him stay there I'm sure. <laughs> um <laughs> but um but there's a there's another little gag where the gurney that bernie's dead bot bernie's gurney is uh, uh is on a on a, on a, on a Burn gurney and rolls and rolls down um and so into the sand where he falls out of it and tumbles and lands like kind of like this and somebody walks by and goes Hey Bernie, great party last night. See you later. And they realize that the corpse of Bernie is propped up, seated behind them, and they run away. And then the little kid comes by and buries him again. I feel what like a I didn't miss too much. That kid was. He was. I feel like I didn't miss too much. No, right? that was a really good summary. Like I think it's kind of trickier with like, this movie because so much of the nuance is in the acting performance of mm -hmm. Bernie mm -hmm. and. To a lesser extent, the mob guys and Greg Giraldo and um, Andrew McCarthy, but like Jonathan all Silverman. of the magic. I'm sorry, Jonathan yeah, Silverman. I, oh my god, I do that all they, the they time. Look, they do look alike. They do look alike, but no. I do that with them, and for some reason, I do it with Michael Bublé and Josh Groban, and they don't look alike. I don't know why I do that, but I do mm. that. I flip them. Um, like so much of this movie is in the nuance of just like the fact that they're basically playing with this corpse like the entire movie so it's like you have to see the hilarity unfold mm -hmm. in the way because like there's, we could sit here and summarize it and analyze yeah. it but like you just have to see it there's just so <laughs> much physical gags of how do we move this corpse from this place to this place it falls down the stairs all all these things right and, and like kind of a the, the, daring little thing because this was 19 yeah 89, mm -hmm. you said? Like, this yeah. is a daring attempt at a movie. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. So definitely does not. It, it's, it is a, um, a summer comedy sex romp kind of a thing with these two guys in their early 20s. But just at, at a dash, a smattering of comedy corpse, you know, like, and it worked. Um, uh, but that's where the thing leaves off there. Ultimately, so much of the movie, honestly, is that first party. Like a third of the movie yes. is just that party and all the shenanigans going around it. Um, when I was watching, I was like, what am I missing? And I realized, oh, everything that I know of this, of this thing is from Weekend at Bernie's 2, which, I, which is the first of the two movies I saw at like... 14 years old. I didn't see Weekend Bernie's 1 until I was probably like a freshman in college. But I saw Weekend Bernie's 2 and I was too I didn't know what the hell I was watching because Weekend Bernie's 2 is this. 
I think it must be not dwelled upon for too long, but Weekend at Bernie's 1, 1989. Weekend at Bernie's 2, 1993. The movies take place within a week of each other, which is an odd <laughs> thing to do. So much time has passed, but for us, but not for them. It's like immediate. Um, I guess because you're dealing with a... But actually, no, because with the plot. But I will say, having watched these both at the same time again, it does feel like the first one's almost just like a prequel to the second one. Like, so does. much more happens in the second one. Like, it, right. it's kind of crazy, but... I think it's kind of fun so, that they were like, mm -hmm. we're going to do a sequel. <laughs> right. So, I always thought in the first movie, it was implied that... Bernie was laundering money for the mob, right? Business acquisitions and mergers and whatnot. Right. But in the second one, he was um, he was uh, laundering money for a drug cartel in the Caribbean. And um, I, mean, I guess he could be doing both, but he also didn't launder it very well because he took it out in cash. Which is not how yes. you don't want these. You don't want the the funds to be available for somebody to find. You want them passing through bank accounts and other things. That's that's be the best way to do that. Um, but they treat it as you though it's a. You know it is, a lot about money laundering. Alex. I I I read a I read a a, a very informative uh, article. I think in the New Yorker uh, a few years ago about how money is laundered. Because mm -hmm. I was like, mm -hmm. no, no, just, they don't they don't put it they don't put it in a big washing machine. How is money laundered? And I was like, oh, so a casino, basically all casinos are just fronts for the mob. Um, because everything just goes in and out and nobody knows where it came from. Um, anyway, there's also a fantastic conspiracy theory that uh, mattress stores are all fronts for money laundering because nobody needs that many mattresses. There's like, there's like 75 Ooh. mattress stores in your town. Nobody needs that many mattresses. Why are we doing this? So anyway, that's an interesting theory. It's not, it's unsubstantiated, but it's a theory. Um, so um, the, the thing about this is that they, they have to, this start, it starts off with them identifying the corpse in, in the, um, in the morgue, um, establishing that people think mm -hmm. that uh, uh, Larry is uh, Bernie's nephew, which, which will definitely come in handy later. Um, and then they uh, there's also the the cartel needs to get Bernie's body to the U.S. Virgin Islands. I thought it was the Cayman Islands. Honestly, it's just random random Caribbean place, but it's the U.S. Virgin Islands. Caribbean and, islands. Yeah. And um, so. <laughs> the cartel goes to a Mobu, which is a voodoo priestess of some kind, and she takes these two underlings who work for her or the cartel. I'm not really sure. It's never really established. Um, uh, there are um, Henry and James. Henry and I remember forget what the other guy's name is, but there's these these two black fellas from. New York, um, who are uh, are tasked with 
taking a voodoo doll and some very explicit instructions with them from the U.S. Virgin Islands to New York and doing a, a voodoo curse upon the corpse of, we, of Bernie Lomax so that Bernie Lomax will be reanimated and come down to the U.S. Virgin Islands and show them where he hid the money. I'm. I'm not. That's not. I'm not making up any details there. That's actually. That's the thing that happened. Um. So. That so is they, so, the plot of the movie. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, um, this is also <laughs> where we, we find out that that they uh, the president of the insurance company fires Larry and uh, Richie. Doesn't do not does not give them medals. For finding this this fraud or or realizing it was Bernie who did it, uh, the the president company and uh, Barry Bostwick, who played the mayor on Spin City, um, is Hummel, who is the lead internal investigator for this company, believe that somehow they are involved in the theft and concealment of said funds. So they fire them, and um, and I guess they want to get their jobs back, or not go to jail or something. So uh, they're going to try and figure out where, where this stuff is, is found. So, they, so they, they, they hack into the computer system at a building where they were fired from um, and uh, uh, just to find out what the hell is going on. There's a safety deposit box. Well, because Larry now has Bernie's personal effects, including his wallet. So he found a safety deposit box key in Bernie's wallet in, for the U.S. Virgin Islands. So um, at the same time... Um, Right. James and, and, and Henry or whatever their names are um, steal the corpse from the, the morgue and are walking down the street of, um, of New York with it in a shopping cart and uh, we need a place we need to find a, a secluded place where we can perform this ritual so they duck into an adult movie theater and do it in the men's room and I don't know why, but that's a thing that happened. Um, they lose the chicken. They're supposed to bring a chicken to do the thing because you got to kill the chicken, I guess, to do the thing. And the chicken runs away. It runs out of the men's room when somebody opens the door. I mean, honestly, who amongst us hasn't had that happen to them? Um, oh, and so they lose the chicken. So they, they get a pigeon and they do the, the ritual with a pigeon. Uh, and I guess because it was a pigeon and not a chicken the the corpse only will move if there's music playing that's what they that's how they describe it the case i told you this movie was so wacky. much voodoo <laughs> yep yeah i um, think at one point he goes he's like science man or he says something yeah, yeah. just like or no he goes ain't that a bitch <laughs> yes that's, that's kind of his catchphrase great. and also when they lose the chicken and are going yeah, it's so good. It's and he delivers it so much. Just, ain't that a bitch? Um, yep. And I love when they're in the movie theater because um, they lose their chicken and they're looking to find mm -hmm. it. And there's a guy who has has the chicken. Um, yes. And uh, he goes, "Oh, you have our chicken." And that guy goes, "Not this one." And he's just sitting there cutting this me. chicken, watching yep. this adult <laughs> film for too long in the sense yep. that it's uncomfortable, but mm -hmm. so hilarious. Yes. This guy just like barely blinking, petting his chicken is the funniest thing to me. I, I loved that moment. But yeah, because they it's, 
they do this with the pigeon that they found on the New York streets and not a chicken. Right. Uh, Bernie um, will only reanimate if music is playing, which means he will also only dance. And them testing this out is hilarious because, like, they'll play the music and he'll he'll start and, and, dancing yeah. and then they'll stop it and he just collapses and stuff. It's a really uh -huh. fun little little scene in the movie. Yeah. I loved it. <laughs> um, that was very good. Uh, I, I it is Charles and Henry. Charles is the one who's in Charles. charge. You can tell Charles and Charles. Oh, that's right. Um, and Henry is 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 the guy who's of our days and our nights. Um, so <laughs> they they get him onto the subway. Charles and Henry do by playing. I'll say this: uh, as someone that lived in New York. The fact that nobody has an issue with this is very mm -hmm. authentic. Nobody would yeah. give a shit in New York. Like the amount um, of stuff people just ignore in New York. Oh, but some beautiful. somebody on the subway steals the boombox at the next stop, and they get off to run after the boombox, forgetting they've left Bernie there alone on the subway. And uh, and then uh, the boombox is gone. It says he's never get it back. So they blame each other and have a big fight, and which they are arrested for fighting on the subway platform. And Bernie goes back to the morgue, which is convenient because uh, Larry and um, <laughs> Larry and Richie break into the morgue so they can steal him themselves. They pack Bernie into a suitcase. Of course. Uh, yes, um, it, because you can do that with a corpse. Um, and they they get a flight to the Virgin Islands. And uh, uh, with Bernie's credit cards, because Larry has those. And then they put everything, uh, they, they get her the resort and everything. And Larry, I guess, no, Richie is pouring over all of these notes to try and find out how they're going to do this. It, it, does, it doesn't feel like there's a lot of numbers you got to go through. They, he comes up with a plan with like, we're going to wrap up Bernie's face. So it looks like he's got a toothache in a in a movie from 1925, and uh, we're gonna put a hat on him and a trench coat, and um, then uh, Larry will put his arm through Bernie's sleeve and sign the documents for him. But the thing I did love was that he put his left arm through Bernie's right sleeve to sign the documents. Yes, and the the, the guy at the bank did not notice, which I thought was which I thought was funny. Um, but all. before that happens, it was at this point in the movie that I said they should just get new jobs because there's no proof that this no. happened. Like, there's no proof no. that they're directly linked to the fraud. So I was like, you should just no. get new jobs. But that yeah. would kind of ruin the entire. It's also it's also movie, pre it's pre internet. It's not like this would show up on LinkedIn. Yes. Just just move to the move to LA, get a job at a different insurance firm. Nobody's gonna That's know. It. Um. Okay, so at some point in here, Larry sees a girl on the beach and decides he, he wants to um, uh, make time with her. Uh, this girl um, agrees to have a dinner with him. I don't know why, but then um, immediately regrets that by the end of the date, which we don't see the date, uh, but she, she hates it by the end of it. But uh, he concocts a scheme to get the taxi driver to drive away without him uh and then we find out that that her father is really into voodoo he's not a voodoo guy he just reads about it so he knows things so um 
this was here where she tells him um we that if somebody gets a a a a, 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 a something a, a, a spell cast on them you can reverse it back on the person who cast it this is information we're going to need later burning at one point um there's music and he escapes from the fridge they packed him into a fridge like a mini fridge um and the, and he escapes from the fridge to go out and do a conga dance um and this is while um uh Jonathan Silverman is uh basically asleep and um and Andrew McCarthy's out on this date and there's a big fight the next morning. You were supposed to be here guarding Bernie. I didn't know I was gonna have to guard a dead man in a two-foot refrigerator, which is a great line. Um oh by the way, Hummel is here too. Hummel is also trying <laughs> to find it. The uh, Henry and Henry and um uh, and Charles got out of the clink. And they, they they booked a, a, a ticket. They're in the Virgin Islands. At one point, they gained custody of the corpse just by happenstance. They've been driving by it. And then uh, Andrew McCarthy and Jonathan Silverman take it out of the back of their Jeep. Um, they uh, they wind up getting um, – somehow they get brought to the Mobu. I forget how this happens. And the Mobu gives a potion to Jonathan Silverman. That he he drinks and now he's poisoned and if he's not given the antidote by sundown, he's gonna die. So you need to bring the corpse wherever the corpse is here. I forget. Um, yeah. And get the get the money. Get the money. They say get the money. Um, I don't know why they wind up there. Um, I, who cares, honestly? But um, they, they are, <laughs> along with help. Along with the help of Claudia, who is the girl who hates Larry, um, but wants to help them for some reason, um, they concoct an idea, um, which is um, which is once they realize that it's the music that makes him walk, and somehow the music is leading them to the money. The money, the, mu the money is un is under the under the ocean, so that's not going to work out for them. So. Um, they put he can't hear the, the music from under the ocean so they 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 give him a walkman it's apparently it's a waterproof walkman which i didn't know existed in 1980 in 1993 or 89 because that's when the movie set um but they use it and he walks it's a very actually a very clever scene he's just i should mention also this is how he walks yeah it's great and he's and walking even under in the, the water. line situation like yeah, it's so good. Like the conga line. Yeah, there's also a scene in oh. there where a gal is like dancing in back of him, and that gal's mm -hmm. boyfriend gets jealous, and he goes to yes. knock Bernie out, but because he's already dead and reanimates that music, yep. he just falls down, and but then he like starts shaking at the hips to get back up. It's yep. Yep. so you get you have to like of all the movies we've done, you've got to go watch this one because it's so performance dependent on all this. Yeah, I mean you don't have to. It's not a great movie, but yes, we do. can't describe it. We can't describe it. So, yes, um, I will yes. say that th him walking underwater is very funny. Um, and they're, they have scuba gear and they're swimming after him. And so finally he gets to where he's buried the money. Um, uh, it's, it, it's unfortunate we never get to, see, to, get, we get to talk to, to Bernie about why he chose to do this. Why he chose to take two million? Actually, we'll find out later. Three million dollars out of the bank in cash and yeah. bury it in a suitcase, uh, fifty feet under the surface. 
Um, that's never actually, I don't know what, what that, what that, why that, why that is, but, um, when they find it, because apparently this is part of the curse, he grabs the suitcase out of the, out of the ground and he won't let go. So they can't get him to let go of it. Um, and at one point, Larry, who was, who was swimming with a spear gun, because why wouldn't you, honestly, um, accidentally shoots, uh, Bernie through the head. With a with a with a with a harpoon thing, uh, he's immortal. Yeah, they're able to drag him back up to the surface by like setting off the air thing on a scuba thing, um, and they get him to the to the shore. But they got at this point. There's a ticking clock because if they don't get Richie to the Mobu to get the antidote by sundown, then he's gonna die. And and for a while, I had forgotten that detail. And I just thought he was kind of he like he got the bends from coming up too fast, and he was just you know being a little bit of a uh, you know <laughs> over dramatic about things. But no, he's actually dying from the poison. So they they think we're gonna hitch a ride on this horse and buggy thing, but um, all the tourists on the horse and buggy run away, uh, and even the guy who's running it um, gets on the horse and rides away because it's a dead guy. Um, and so they, they have a great idea. They're going to play music and hook up Bernie to the horse and buggy. Well, not to the horse, to the buggy. And the, <laughs> he will pull them from wherever they are to the Mobu. Um, and it works for a while until they get to a hill. And they start zooming downhill. Um, oh, I should also mention Barry Boswick, for some reason, is doing some touristy stuff uh, down there while looking for them. And he's on a little sub submarine tour. And he sees out the side of the window uh, Bernie walking underground. So he loses his mind and, and uh, they have to have him committed. Um, so uh, the only doctor on the island happens to be Claudia's father. He is brought there to deal with the crazy man. Um, and they're all together with the one policeman on the island who drives away. But that police car sees Bernie in the front of a buggy zooming down the hill so they all come together by the end um and uh um uh, when they get they they're they're flying down toward the where the mobu is and <laughs> bernie is just spinning like like this at the front of the thing because his feet don't touch so his entire body is spinning like this and eventually he clocks the mobu knocks her over gives her a concussion says the doctor she won't be, she won't come around for hours, he says. So there's nobody there to give the the antidote. So now Richie's gonna die. And um says, but dad, you know all about this. You you can you can put you can turn the person, the spell back on the person who cast it. Yes, yes, I do know that. I I, I could do that myself, however. I, I would need the blood of a virgin. And this is where I wish is this is where I thought it would be funny if he's like, okay, Claudia, I need I need some of your blood. And Claudia's like, um uh and and that's not what they do at all. Uh, that just, seemed like it was being set up for that or to do that. Tot yeah, yeah, he totally, he totally uh totally 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 knows and expects and is okay with, which I you know very progressive of him. Uh, that that uh, that his daughter is is not a virgin at this point in her life, um, but uh, but she's like, oh, that's it. We're all gonna die. 
I'm going to die. I'm dead. It's, it's over. And then Larry goes, okay, Doc, just make it quick. Because Larry says, um, take my blood. I am a virgin. And um, I, I, listen, at one point in the first movie, Richie finds Larry com completely nude except for his boxers in a darkened bedroom. And Larry keeps going back inside ostensibly to talk to women in his bed, at least one. Um, so I think that they're, they're rewriting a few things. Remember how also says when I, when I, uh, when I lay, lay perfectly still during sex, I get, I get in trouble. So he was, I he's talking that, yeah. out of his ass apparently. Yeah. So, you know, like that's, yeah. Um, anyway, it's a cute little thing. So he pricks his finger, Larry's finger, who then, um, faints dead away. The next shot in the film, everything's fine. They don't. We don't show like the, the how, how to do, <laughs> reverse the spell. Uh, we don't see the the antidote. None of that. The next shot in the film is Larry and Richie seated uh, on a on board a yacht. Um, if you reverse the spell, wouldn't that kill the Mobu? I mean, yes. literally, like, I mean, like, honestly, like, I'm, uh, I'm assuming she's done far worse in her life. But um, it, the, the doctor, the only doctor on the island is totally fine with basically committing murder. I guess it's, it's yeah. like if he let uh, John Silverman die, it's also bad. But like, yeah, first do no harm. I mean, first do no harm is the thing they say, right? Hippocratic Oath, whatever. Maybe they don't have that in Virgin Islands. Um, I guess so. So, uh, so... <laughs> The the two million dollars went back to Crazy Hummel, Barry Boswick. Um, but Andrew McCarthy apparently knows what two million dollars looks like versus three million dollars, and there was an extra million dollars in the suitcase that he knew about, so he skimmed it off the top, and so they have a million dollars. He and he and Richie do, um, and like let's just stay here. Um, like no, I I, I got to go back and face the music, like. But look at the crew we have on our yacht that I've apparently bought. And it's like four, uh, four young women. And like, oh, perfect. Good. Let, let's sail around the world. Let's, let's, let's uh, go Monte Carlo, which is, of course, across the Atlantic. Uh, Monte Carlo, ladies, set sail for Monte Carlo. It's like, they're not prostitutes. Like the idea of like, <laughs> we have the sailing crew. And with the boat comes sexual favors, obviously, was an odd thing for them to do. Um, and, but not 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 as odd as the rest of the happy ending, which is it's Carnival, and Charles and Henry have been wanting to go to Carnival the whole time. It's a running running yeah. gag, but they do get to uh, in the form of they were apparently cursed and turned into goats by the Mobu. I don't know exactly when this happened. We never saw it happen, but they're now goats. They could talk to each other in to each other like "Ain't this a bitch?" was said again, um, but. Yeah. They're being led on leashes in the Carnival Parade by Bernie Lomax. And he's walking and happy, just dancing and in the, in the Carnival Parade. But the, the thing of it is, is that he's still a dead man. And, and he's, this is not a happy ending because eventually he will decompose. And I don't of think course. you're just gonna have like you're gonna have like a a, a dancing happy skeleton. 
I, I don't know. It was all um, it's we don't know, but um, but it's a totally happy ending uh, for uh, for Larry and for Richie and um, mm -hmm. and for Bernie, but not so much for Gwen, who I think thought of of uh, Richie as as her boyfriend. Uh, but no, he just he skipped town, went to the Virgin Islands, and now is sailing around the world with uh, with uh, with four uh, ladies. Um, and she's but every, everything was way too pretty, like yeah. such a stunning, beautiful woman. To mm -hmm. like, nah, nah, you're not settling for that. Not this early in your twenties. No, no, like no, no, <laughs> no. So that was that. That was that was weekend at Bernie's one and two. Um, it was. They, 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 the second one is so full of ridiculous, over the top, impossible to even fathom shenanigans. Um, which I guess is the next step after there's a dead body and nobody knows. I feel like there are multiple steps between that and the second movie, but maybe those all happened during the four years prior. Um, other scripts were written and, and rejected. I can't, uh, like, it's such an odd thing to me that a movie like Weekend at Bernie's would have a sequel for it, greenlit, four years later. And that it would just be, what if Bernie dances to music? Yeah. And, but honestly, honestly, a lot of this is to me, somebody wanted to take an extended vacation in the Caribbean and make a movie while doing it. <laughs> um, because the U.S. Virgin Islands must be incredibly cheap to film in, because there's not there's not there's not union crew down there. You don't have to pay anybody anything, um, and you get a you get to live for several weeks in paradise. This is what this was. Is this what this you know what this was? This was a this was a tax scheme, and a somebody got to write off a vacation. That's what all this was. Um, but better than burying all that money under the ocean, man. Yeah. Ultimately, this was not neither of these movies was a non-enjoyable time. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And that's like, like that's rare for I us, think right? That is like this one I would not say not to not to spoil it, but like I would not get the flick out of here. No. Uh, I think there's just something of like when you commit to that level of absurdity and knowing yeah. like when it was filmed. Like, yeah, I, there's no other film like this and there's no other yeah. film like the second one. So there's something that just automatically gets a forgiveness like that. And um, also we should note that like of anything that was filmed like in 1989 that we've seen to 1993 or whatever this was, this was a more diverse cast. So that was nice to see. Yeah. There's like no black people in any of the other stuff. <laughs> from any of this not always the best representations of them but in this movie but uh but like at least there was any diversity in it um this was just like so it's just so absurd you have to see it and to flip the script on going from nobody knows he's dead to the shenanigans like at least they did something completely different in the second one and it wasn't like another like beach house whatever like at least they attempted something but i don't know if they're good but they're enjoyable watches so much of it yeah. is just because of the the corpse acting performances that we get in this and um 
just as long as your expectations are like you should feel like you're in college drunk wanting yeah. to watch a movie like that's that's the like frame of mind that you should be in so as long as your expectations are adjusted i say keep this like don't get it out of here and it's just also like a fun cult classic type thing i'll take it yeah um uh yeah the the, the first one is obvious is ultimately nothing special but an enjoyable watch the second one is so off the wall bonkers bananas that I, you kind of have to see it which is a yeah. weird way to, to 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 do it, but I would I would definitely I'm not going to say get the flick out of here. I'm, I won't do it. I can't. We're keeping it. We're keeping these flicks. We're keeping it. We're keeping it. So um, <laughs> yeah, uh, next week it looks like we're going to be doing the floor is lava with uh, the crew from AEW, which should be a lot of fun. And then from then on out, it's Schlocktober, baby. We got all kinds of fun things. Uh, Hell yeah. We got all kinds of fun things uh, coming down the pike. So. Um, uh, uh, Yes, uh, follow uh, Kate at Miss Kate Fabe and follow me at Alex Sour Graps. Uh, Until the very next time, uh, which which will be next week, um, we'll have to come up with uh, other things to decide because this one one wasn't. But other things might have to get the flick out of here. Bye, everybody. R-E-S-P-E-C-T. Click the subscribe button and find out what it means to me. Nah, that doesn't have a ring to it. But if you like videos about real news stories that are funny, stupid, or weird, subscribe now.